we are live on the fantasy firebox. John, did you get that? Did, did you get that beat? You know what that is? Did you listen close? Uh, it sounded like Michael Myers to me. Yes, a bit. yes, it was the Halloween thing. Get ready for the month of October, man. I, I, I honestly think Michael Myers was my all-time favorite villain, man. One hundred percent. I don't know about you. Are you a Jason guy, Freddy guy, or a Michael Myers guy? Not a Freddy guy. I mean, that was that was way back in the day. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not a. I'm not a Freddy guy. Yeah, Michael Myers. That that dude was the creepy dude, just hanging behind the freaking tree with, with his pale mask on. Yeah, man, he was like the OG of uh, of of villains, man. I I, I don't know though. Fre- Freddy Krueger for me though, man. I gotta say, Freddy Krueger. He, I, I still remember the song one, two, buckle my shoe, three, four, better but lock your door, five, six, grab your crucifix, seven, eight, yep. better stay up late. Man, I, 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 nine, ten, he's back again. Uh, I mean, Robert England, unbelievable. But this is fantasy football day, fantasy firebox here with Tony Jigsaw Cotillo at Tico 23 and John Coker at PGH John 36. And we do this every single week. We recap the week that was and we preview the week. That will be, and right off the bat, John, more injuries, more things happen. Uh, Nick Chubb, big, big hit, big blow to a lot of people. So let's get right into it. Uh, Obviously, there is no pickup with Kareem Hunt because if Kareem Hunt is available in your league, let me know because I want to draft to that league next year. But let me ask you this before we even get into waivers because we will get in because there's a guy named Dear Ernest Henry that maybe, maybe the, the demand. Johnson, right? Ernest Johnson, yeah. I'm sorry. Ernest Henry Johnson, Johnson. Be the guy, right? He may be got to pick up, but can Kareem Hunt win you a fantasy football championship right now? He can, he can, be a number one running back yes um truthfully what scares me as a chubb and hunt owner is i'm good with hunt now and come crunch time towards the end of the regular season into the playoffs chubb comes off the the list and it was you know you know that their stats are all dependent on game flow chubb is the grinder if they get down it's going to be a cream hunt day for the most part, they have one game where they both blew up. Don't exp- you might get one more time this whole season doing it, but the roles were somewhat set. Now you're going to have Chubb come back in probably six weeks ish, is what I've been hearing, maybe four, whatever. Six weeks, are they really going to put him back into a lead, you know, ground pound the ball? I don't That's think so, thing. especially if DeAndre Johnson can show that he's capable and Kareem Hunt can hold up. So my, what I'm afraid of, like I was able to trust one of them and it's like kind of pick the week depending on who they're playing. Now when six weeks from now, I don't know that I could trust either of them. I mean, I think Hunt will still have standalone value, but not as a number two. He'll have standalone value in the flex, but I don't. Yeah, it's it's going to be nasty. I I don't I don't like these decisions. So yeah. I mean, truthfully, and it's somewhat similar with you have all these receivers that are coming back from injuries. Like, is Michael Thomas really going to be good to go? Christian McCaffrey, he's coming back from his. Like, what percent are you getting him, and for how long? Is he going to be a hundred percent at the end of the regular season? Maybe into the playoffs if he doesn't, you know, tweak it. But yeah. Uh, 
Guys coming back off an of injury, they usually play less snaps. They're a little bit less effective depending on the severity injury and you know what position they play. So, yeah, guys coming back, to, it's really tough to be a buy low candidate. And even if you try to buy low, there, you know, there's still name value there. And right. I'm, you know, I had, I forget what was on the table. I think I had on the table Michael Thomas and like Calvin Ridley a week ago. Well, uh, what are you doing that? You know, Michael Thomas is still out another week or two. He's going to come back. He's going to be hampered. Breeze does not look all that good. Ridley's blowing up. It, you know, and literally two weeks go by, and that changes the perception of both owners. No, 100%. I, I talk about it all the time. And when people asked me last week about you know, guys like this was before they were ruled inactive, but guys like Devontae Adams, guys like Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, and my biggest answer was exactly what you just said. I said, you just don't know what you're getting from them. And especially when especially when you hear the word hamstring, who knows? Man, this guy comes in and he tweaks the hammy again, and then you get one quarter. You get one quarter out of the guy. It happened so many times, right? I mean, I'll tell you what. If we went back and look at historically at players returning from injuries, especially soft tissue injuries, to see what their production is the first week back and their snap count, I guarantee it's pretty low. It really is. So if you have that well, viable option, you, you take on that week. I, I I fully believe that. Well, and then you have the two sides of the coin with Devontae Adams and Julio Jones. Devontae Adams says, I'm good to go. Yeah. Packers hold him out. He's annoyed and tweets out whatever he tweets out, which was since, I believe, retracted. Julio Jones comes back, tweaks the hamstring, and he's back out. So you never know which way it's going to go. You don't. But it, what even cracks me up more is, like, the wide receivers, it's always a hamstring. Sometimes you'll get yes. an ankle, always a hamstring. Running backs, it's the knee, always the knee. 100%, 100%. And speaking of Ernest Johnson, which I'll get it right this time, uh, listen, I mean, he came in, John, 13 carries for 95 yards uh, on only 17 snaps. Obviously, this is a really good offensive line. Kevin Stefanski is getting his system in play. You can see it exactly what he did last year in Minnesota. Uh, you know, is is he the number one ad this week on waivers? Probably. There or, or, is, or is Robert Tanyan number one? Uh, depends on your team situation. Um, you know, Tanyan, Devontae Adams has been out number one. And Rodgers really hasn't had a go-to tight end. Even when Jimmy Graham came on board, he wasn't really go-to. I mean, you might get the end zone looks out of a Jimmy Graham, but he's not in there all the time. He's not what he used to be when he was an elite tight end. Tanyan, it, it was kind of like, do I throw to him? Or do I throw to, who was it? Darius Shepard and Malik Turner? <laughs> Or yeah. I don't know if I got Darius right. I don't you just, know. You still had MVS out there. Had, but, well, that, but that's what it was. It was my two running backs, MVS, and Tanyan was the only other guy that he actually played with because the rest of the receivers were practice squad guys. Yeah. So some of it is that when Adams comes back and it's Adam and MVS, I don't know how much of a role Tanyan will have. I'll take a flyer on him if I'm struggling at tight end. No doubt. If I drafted Evan Ingram as the eighth tight end overall, yes, um, I will take Robert Tanyan or Tanyan, 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 you have. Tanyan, Tanyan, yeah. RT. I, right. 
Um, you know, I'll take him, but it's not a guy that, you know, I did look at him and I might've picked him up in one of my five leagues. Um, but I didn't, I picked him up and I picked him up because I look at it this way. Even when Devonte Adams does come back, I mean, listen, you know, Devonte Adams is your number one guy. We all know that. And number two guy is probably Aaron Jones when we talk about throwing the ball, but with Lazard being out four to eight weeks and MVS really not showing he's a guy that's going to step up. I mean, Rodgers has been looking for this kind of weapon for a long time. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and maybe I'm wrong. I'd have to look this up. But I'm pretty sure his last reliable tight end could have been Bubba Franks. Well, I was—I right. almost dropped Bubba Franks a minute ago, and and I was like, "Wait, was Bubba Franks yeah, before so Aaron Rodgers? Like, he, was he Favre error or was he both? I'm not sure. But I mean, that's how long. I mean, Richard Rodgers actually was a serviceable tight end in Green Bay, right? I mean, serviceable, so, but but not fan, but not used fantasy wise. No, like you couldn't you couldn't no. use him fantasy, and that's that's what stuck in my mind about the Robert Tanyan ad. It was a necessity because of practice squad weapons out there, so that's the way I felt about that. But um, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, Rodgers did not really throw the tight ends. Maybe it was Bubba Franks was the last one. I mean, he didn't even really go after Jimmy Graham. Like Jimmy Graham had touchdowns, but in terms of fantasy, if you want to play, a, I'm going to catch three balls for thirty yards which is a terrible day out of your tight end versus three for 30 and a touchdown, which is serviceable. You're playing, you're playing roulette with the uh, touchdowns. Yeah. I just think that sometimes, you know, when you have Aaron Rodgers, he kind of locks in to people. Right. And, and when he, when you lock in, when the magic man locks into you, I'll tell you what, you know, he can, you know, he, he, him and Philip Rivers love, that tight end presence. They they lock into those guys. And now you're seeing in Indianapolis with Mo Ali Cox, one of the best names ever. Okay. But uh you see it right now. He's he's kind of locking into him and old man Rivers. And Aaron Rodgers, just so you know, 2008 Rodgers took over as a starter. And Bubba Franks' last year was 2008 for the Green Bay Packers. So he did throw to him, uh, but he only played eight games that year. So uh, you know, so he really listen, man, I, I don't even know John. I don't even know if they had a good tight end all those years, right? It's crazy when you think about it. So, but I'll tell you, I did read a little bit about Tanya, and it did, it did say that, you know, he basically took the offseason and he worked on his game. Aaron Rodgers told him to go work on your game, work on things, and, and he got a private coach and, you know, did a lot of offseason training. And it looks like they were just waiting for this moment. So, it's like, they knew this guy was going to break out when we did. I mean, these weren't little passes either, John. He was running seam routes. I mean, it wasn't just like a five-yard red zone target. This dude was catching a lot. And I, and I know it was against Atlanta, who absolutely stink. I get it. But at the end of the day, like you said, if you're hurting for a tight end, there, there's no reason why you don't take a flyer on the Robert Tanyan effect, we'll call it, because who knows how this is going to work, right? We we, we just yep. don't know. We don't know how it's going to work. But through the wire this week, there's so, there's so many different options that you could have. Nothing that's like, you know, stands out like, oh, my God, you got to get this guy. You know, I talked about this earlier. Maybe I asked you about Teddy Bridgewater. 
You know, Teddy Bridgewater plays week five against the Atlanta Falcons. Okay, we all see what everybody's doing against the Atlanta Falcons. They're averaging like 433 yards given up in total offense through the air every single week. It's absolutely asinine what's going on. I don't know how Dan Quinn saw as a job. We'll talk about that another time. But Teddy Two Gloves, as my buddy Mike at, at Sports Guy Mike Show likes to call him, uh, he got a rushing touchdown this week, John, and that's a part of his game that we haven't seen in a while, right? Six carries, 32 yards, and a touchdown. He also was 276 and 230 air. Typical, typical fashion, 26 for 37, very efficient. Can Teddy Bridgewater be on week five? Because I, I think it's a no-brainer to put him in as a bye week fill-in or a COVID week fill-in or things of that nature, especially in week five. Can he be a reliable starter going forward? I don't think in season long, no. However, you know, I pinpoint what pinpoint which sleepers for this particular week based on matchups, based on, you know, availability of key players on the offense. And I Bridgewater is one of five quarterbacks that I have highlighted for week five. So look, he's serviceable. I mean, he's you're talking, you know, the probably the 19th best quarterback or something fantasy-wise now. So he's a matchup play. He's a bye-week play if you have to in the right matchup, yes. But I'm not going to hold on to him as a backup quarterback for my starter, you know, and waste a roster spot on Teddy Bridgewater where that might be something that I would do with, like, a Jared Goff. So, that, I mean, that's kind of – that's where I'm looking at with Bridgewater, but yes, this week I do like him, and he's actually uh, only 5,900 on DraftKings. So he's he's a cheaper play. Wow! If you really want to believe the matchup, I mean, it's you know there's a lot of guys, and we'll get to the daily, but yeah, I I, I had my eye on Bridgewater. I like that number a lot. Hey, our boy Andre second in says we got to get Johnny Yellow and Black Tumbler. The Detroit Lion color Tumbler is terrible. <laughs> no, Andre, no. give it to you give it to you hard right off the you bat you know what man. i'm loving it but see andre doesn't know my style or lack of the <laughs> fact that as long as i have black and gold on the top everything else is irrelevant i might have uh, teal shorts on and i might be in walmart so you'll recognize me if you st- see me with the black and gold and like purple or something because and it is true look i don't think they, i ever hey, see john not wear black and gold when you got a clean Yeti, you got a clean Yeti. That's the end of the story. It, well, it's all about what's in the Yeti, not what it looks like on the outside. You know what I'm saying? That That's always the most important part, uh, 100%. But you make a great point. We're going to get into DFS a little later because, uh, you know, John, I'm not – I'm going to I'm gonna uh, congratulate myself here. Finish second oh, good. this week. I'll congratulate you. Congratulations second for second, second place? Yeah, second place. Congratulations. Yeah, I uh, – if Kenyon Drake, who we're going to get to right now, would have gave me something except for three points, I, I possibly could have got first place. Okay, but Kenyon Drake was the only guy on my team that didn't show up, and he hasn't shown up all year. And like the headline says, are we done with the Drake? And if everybody knows what the Drake is, that's a typical Seinfeld reference, one of my favorite shows of all time. Okay, got to love the Drake, got to hate the Drake. Well, right now, I am hating the Drake. And this is the Drake that I was afraid that we were going to see. This is the Miami Drake, right? This is the Miami Drake. Uh, my man, Eddie, 
<laughs> my man Eddie checking and saying, I hate Drake. He sucks ass. <laughs> that basically, yo, that basically sums it up because that's what he's done. He sucked some major ass, right? 100%. Uh, but again, John, it, it, you know, is this, can this continue? Because I, I'll tell you what, last year, until he got hurt, Chase Edmonds was balling. Last year, he got hurt, right? They go out and trade for Kenyon Drake, and and I think they kind of caught a lot of people off, off, you know, basically off kilter a little bit. They weren't ready for that offense, and Kenyon Drake excelled. Now, you're one of the biggest people, the biggest opponents of the word, you know, fast forward and say, if you know, we take over a 16-game season, and that's what people were doing with Kenyon Drake. They were saying, listen, over 16 games, this guy is going to have 1,700 total yards. We were making him out to be a top-five running back. Well, right now, we're getting the Miami version of Kenyon Drake, 3.2 yards per carry. And like Eddie says, yes, he has sucked some major ass. And 31 yards last week? Are you kidding me? That's all you, you can scrap 31 yards. That's it. You know what, man? I'm done. I'm done with Drake. What about you? Well, 31 yards against the Carolina Panthers. Porous, yes. porous rush defense. I don't know. I mean, I told you the name of the game is is volume, okay? And he's still getting the volume at this moment. Um, yes. Last week, I was I don't I don't know that if I mentioned it officially on the show, but last week I was looking at Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon was the candidate that was doing nothing through three weeks. Everybody that drafted him in the first round was panicking. Oh, this offense. And what comes up? A juicy matchup for the Bengals. And what happens with Joe Mixon? He blows up as what did he end up as the number one running back yes, this he did. past week? Yes, so he did. I will say, and I was I was on Kenyon Drake last week, kind of equally too. with Mixon. It didn't happen. I don't know with this chest injury or wind got knocked out of him. Oh, I don't I do he, not oh, have the ball up, man. Get out of it here. It is what it is. I don't have snap counts in front of me, but I know that they're playing the Jets this week. Okay. And he we know what he did at the end of last year. So look, I am not happy if I own him by any means, but if you don't own him and you could get him on the cheap. For a let's say a Mike Davis or uh, I mean we had so many running back injuries and guys coming back. I mean I don't know what would you trade a Le'Veon Bell who's coming back for Drake? Would you take Lev yes. Bell for Drake? I think I I'm would just, right now. But uh, it's just thinking a little outside of the box, like what's been going on in the NFL. Like if you ended up getting Dearness Johnson, do you have somebody that's just so fed up and you say yeah? I'll give you Dearness De Johnson and, uh, I don't know, DeAndre Swift. Or, I don't know, figure it out. So there's ways to make it work. But I will say the the sneaky play, and it's crazy how, like, season long, you won't take the risk to do certain things and make certain moves, even though you're thinking about it. But then when we you talk about daily fantasy, you have the ability to do that. So, yeah. and once again... I hope you don't mind if I throw daily tidbits, but you know, I went through oh, and did my it, brother. All about so, it. Bring well, it on. Bottom line, Chase Edmonds is a guy who I'm not willing to start in my season long leagues this year. He would, if you could get him on the cheap and Drake falters another week, maybe two weeks, you could have a number one running back for the second half of the season. Yes. 
is this the game? He had his chest injury, got the wind knocked out of him. Hey, 4,700 on DraftKings. It, if you're if you're scrapping for money and you need a plug and play against the Jets, e, look, even if they get up big, if they're up 17 points, you think Drake's going to keep running? Or you think they're going to start putting Edmonds in there? Well, that's the thing. I mean, listen, Andre checks in saying, don't be done with Drake. He's getting the rocks. So be careful benching him. Now, what I will say, right? What I will say is, John, you talked about snap counts. Okay. Here's the thing. Here's the deal. 65% of the snaps went to Kenyon Drake. 37% went to Chase Edmonds. Now, he only produced 60 yards on four carries, but he had five catches for 24 yards. So that is the issue. Chase Edmonds is the guy getting the catches, and that's why I liked Edmonds a lot. I told people, draft Chase Edmonds just in case for exactly what you were saying, right? Uh, Eddie says the same thing. Seems like Edmonds is getting more, getting done more with his carries. I think he's getting done more overall. Uh, and I think they like him a lot. Uh, oh, I missed this. Andre checking it, saying that Seinfeld reference. Love it. Great time in my career at NBC. Hey, old school. Andre, absolutely. I mean, we, we could have a whole episode full of Seinfeld references. That's for damn sure, right? Um, Jenna checking in. Uh, me on Sunday night. Jenna, absolutely. Jenna, I was going back and forth with Jenna on Sunday night. With Eagles, <laughs> Niners, man. And she was hurting. She was hurting hard with those Niners. I'm Jenna. I'm sorry, man. We but we needed a win. I'm sorry. We we had to do it. We had to do it. Uh, hey, Kittle Kittle was back ooh, though. Kittle yeah. was back. Yeah, he was absolutely. I mean, and, and again, I mean, uh, <laughs> Molly checking it. I love it. Drake sucks ass is a great time for me to check in. Love it, Molly. Molly again. Molly is. Begin with Molly because she's going to be doing some videos for us and some audio grams and things of that nature. So look out for her as well. Maybe maybe we're going to get Molly to talk some prop bets as well. I'm um, going to try to talk to Molly into that too for heat ratio. Uh, like Jen that. is checking in, writes, F Nick Mullins. He better never play again. <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you what, Jenna. One thing's for damn sure. He ain't never going to find a fancy roster ever, ever again. Uh, not even DFS. Uh, ooh, look at this. Molly going going hard. Look, Jenna was talking big before the game. Just saying, uh-oh, relax, relax. We got a little, little, little fire in the firebox tonight. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yes, I'm on the prop bet. See? We're going to get Molly in on these prop bets. I'm telling you, she's going to be our prop bet. She's going to be our – hey, Molly, how's this sound? Prop bet queen. That's what I'm talking about. Heat ratio prop bet queen. That's what I'm talking. Uh, Jenna says, no big talk, and we're going 2-14. and 14. <laughs> Just kidding. A lot of love. A lot of love. Andre, shout out to Molly, as always. Uh, this is what I love about doing these shows, man. We got all our heat ratio family checking in, which is which is unbelievable and and totally awesome not to sound like bill and ted from bill and ted's excellent adventure but um listen. Hey, not to take not to get sidetracked but what is this new bill and ted's movie that's on yeah. demand what like is are that? you kidding me and how do they almost look like i seriously want to watch one of the old movies just to see did they actually change because they look almost identical what what wait what was the second one it was bill and ted's excellent adventure bogus journey was, the excellent bogus, adventure bogus journey bill and ted's bogus journey oh dude man. they might have five of them and not even know about it it's like ernest goes to camp ernest scared, scared oh my god or what ernest something scared 
stiffers. I don't now, know. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got to call out my man Andre here for a second, man. He says, I should have invited Jenna to my backyard sports night. Eagles and Otters. Hey, John, did you get an invite from A-Bomb for that? I know we weren't on that list, right? Now, all of a sudden, now all of a sudden so. Jen getting invites, and we're not even getting invites. Man, I'll tell you, man, something, something's wrong here, John. We're going to have to talk to our man. All I'm going to say is Kittle right now is number one in the league. Absolutely, 100%. Number one tight end in the league. Number one tight end in fantasy, too. He, he's he's above Jason Kelsey yeah, right now. 180 yards in a game. Like Travis Kelsey. Probably, 180 yards in a game probably lapped all but the top five tight ends. I mean, I yeah. don't know officially where it stands, but basically that's what it is. One game. That was a huge that was a huge game. A huge game. Hey, John, while, while, while we roll the rest of these waivers out before we start talking some DFS talking and, and, and a little little uh little tidbits here and there, but what about the situation we had going on with the Chargers? And obviously Austin Eckler is out for the people who stuck with Joshua Kelly. Looks like obviously he's gonna be the number one guy, but could we have a Justin Jackson sighting once again? Are we are we going to get fooled by Anthony Miller out there? Or is he going to kill us all and start splitting it up with Justin Jackson? Or you think he's going to just hand the rock straight off to Joshua Kelly? I think there's uh, I think there's going to be some type of split. I don't think they like putting their running backs into holes or somewhat where, you know, Justin Jackson prior to this year, he was, all right, look, Eckler's going to run the ball or Gordon's going to run the ball on first, second down. You had your third down running backs. You had your first and second down running backs. But, like, Gordon was always in there in first and second down, but then sometimes he would be out there on third down. That, But most of the time it was Eckler. Then it kind of – but it was the same concept. So now Eckler's in there – a lot of times on second and third down, maybe not first. They would have Justin Jackson on first. But um, Eckler was always the third down guy. He got a little bit of groundwork, but he was really the third down guy, just the guy that they trusted to run the rock too. Then Justin Jackson takes the back seat. Joshua Kelly comes in. He's the new Justin Jackson, which is taking on that. <laughs> you know, you get a lead in the game. You run the ball. You're successful. And you get 16 carries and average whatever, four yards of carry, and all of a sudden it's a decent day. It's not like Joshua Kelly was catching mad passes or anything. I mean, he'd catch a, a couple balls a game, but, I mean, not enough to really compete with the high-level PPR um, running backs out there. Yeah. So I see definitely an uptick in Joshua Kelly. I liked him even in the role he had and how they mixed it up because, see, the difference is with the Chargers too, I even feel that the running back situation changes when Tyrod Taylor's in there versus versus Justin Herbert. Not just the running backs. The whole offense changed, all right? All of a sudden, I don't like Keenan Allen with Tyrod Taylor in there. Justin Herbert comes in. I like Keenan Allen all of a sudden. You know what I mean? Same thing with the running backs. Dude, I did not like Eckler, even though I ended up with him on one of my teams out of kind of necessity, the last guy of the tier when you go, you know, a wide receiver where, you, you know, just playing games. But, I mean, same thing. Like, it's Tyrod Taylor, he's like a poison to an offense. And you go, and now you have Her Herbert in there. I keep calling, wanting to call him A-Bear from Bobby A-Bear back in the Bobby day. Bobby A-Bear. But um, Herbert's in there, and he's a 
pocket quarterback. So it, you're you're kind of looking at a different uh, structure of the offense. So I don't know what the, I don't know what they're gonna do. I may take a flyer on Justin Jackson if it's a 14 team league, but it's not something that I'm like, I am not trusting Justin Jackson as a starter. However, I could see Kelly getting some third down work and actually being an RB2 for the next six weeks, as long as Justin A. Bear can keep up winning ball games. I mean, so much of a running game and running backs are getting the lead. I mean, you want to look at volume, look at any win or loss and look at what volume they had. So th- a lot depends on that rookie quarterback and his arm. Yeah, 100%. And and speaking of it, Janet has a question. She says, what's a better play this week? Joshua Kelly, Debo Samuel, or T. Higgins, and will Michael Thomas play? So I, 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 I'll let you answer the lineup. I'll just talk about Michael Thomas. I think Michael Thomas plays this week. Uh, I think I, I think it's like 100%. But again, do we know in what facet he's going to play? Do we know if he's going to be limited? It, it, you know, that ankle injury is no joke. Uh, you know, and don't put a pass on Peyton to put him out as an absolute decoy as well when he only plays 30% of the game. Not sure, but I think Michael Thomas will play. Now, John, what do you think about the lineup question? Yeah, I I have a feeling Michael Thomas will play, but I mean, obviously that's, once again, that's a Sunday decision. Um, Joshua Kelly versus Debo Samuel. I'm going Josh Kelly. Um, I think he has the guaranteed work on touches. Um, who, I'm trying to see who the who the Niners play this week. To, Jenna, uh, who the Niners play this week, Jenna? I'll, I know you're I'll, all over this. I'll tell you in two seconds. Uh, Phil checking in. Will Kenyon Drake ever break out? Phil, uh, they got Miami at home. Dolphins. There you go. Oh, sorry. No, that's fine. Yeah, Niners got Miami at home. So, look, Miami, are they really going to get into a shootout with, like, with this team? I'm, no. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going Debo in that offense with a backup quarterback or a, even if it's a hobbled Garoppolo or a third-string C.J. Beathard. I am not trusting Debo Samuel coming back in that one. I'm trusting Joshua Kelly, who's taken over number one number one running back duties for the Chargers, which I was just looking to see who play at New Orleans. So it'll be interesting to see if they do get down what the uh, third down back is. Uh, that, Molly, that, in. Go ahead. I'm go. sorry. No, uh, that'll so be Mo- it. Molly checking in saying that's how the Eagles were with Foles and Wentz. Completely different play that you were talking about with Tyrod and and Justin Herbert, right? And Andre checking in to get some of these comments. Uh, facts, uh, Chargers always find great guards on the O-line. That makes run. Uh, I'll tell you what. Yes, they do. That's one damn thing. They, they know how to run a rock, man. Oh, one one thing for certain, they know how to run a rock. Uh, Phil checking in. Well, can you Drake ever break out? Phil, we talked about that a little earlier. I say no. Uh, I still think Chase Edmonds is is the better play now. I think we've seen what we've seen from Kenyon Drake, and I'm not expecting anything. And like my boy Eddie said, he just sucks ass. Uh, Eddie, Eddie checking in. Okay, so I got Singletary, Drake, or Kelly. Just need one. Uh, John, I'll go first. Listen, yeah, obviously, no Zach Moss. You have to start Singletary. 100%, right? I mean, no Zach Moss. Uh, I, I, I like Singletary. I do. I like, I like what Buffalo is doing, man. Uh, I, I know it's all going to be about matchups and it's going to be about who plays who, but 
right now, Josh Allen is balling. Okay. And when you have an offense, in my opinion, that is balling out like that, they're playing at Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee really hasn't been that great this year on defense. They really haven't. And they're coming off a lull now with the, with the COVID. And actually, you know what? Corey Davis just tested positive for COVID-19. Yeah. Uh, so we don't really even know, is this going to affect this game as well? Right? I mean, we, we don't know because there's rumors saying that, you know, they broke protocol. And if that's the case, that's a problem. Right? That's a problem. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'm going Singletary if he plays. I think it goes Singletary, Kelly, Drake. Uh, you know, that's how. What do you think, John? Uh, Kelly is last for me out of those two. Wow. Exactly what you said. Well, it's it's be look, first let's get to Singletary. Like you said, no Zach Moss. It's his backfield. They're four and oh. I just talked about game flow. If you're four and oh, you're winning ball games, you have nobody yep. to compete for carries. I'm going singletary. That would be number one. Tennessee's rush defense hasn't been spectacular per se, like like you may have expected preseason. Um and I mean, we touched on Drake. Drake might be a buy low, but if you're giving me the option between the two, I'm going Singletary. And while I do like Kelly this week, you know, a lot of a lot of fantasy football, you play matchups when it's similar people. And we are only going into week five. I mean, we have four weeks of of fantasy football, four weeks of NFL. And in those four weeks, we have so many injuries. So I mean, quarterback changes, so many things going on. Is Breeze the same guy? I mean, there's so much movement. But at the same time, a guy that you're drafting in the first or second round, it's real tough to play a guy that is an undrafted guy to put him as the starter in week five, unless it is like clear cut, you know? Uh, so yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going, I'm going Singletary, Drake, Kelly. I think Jen is trolling us again. I'm rooting for Dallas to win the NFC East. Yeah. <laughs> and listen, Jen, speaking of Dallas, right? Speaking of Dallas, I mean, listen, I talked about Dak Prescott in the preseason. John knows this. I know John was talking about him as well. Everybody knew what kind of coach Mike McCarthy is. And with that offense, I just said, listen, he has all the capabilities to not only be an MVP, but win you a championship in fantasy football as your number one quarterback. And again, I'll tell you what, look at it, John. He's breaking the records already, right? He's breaking He, he breaks Kurt Warner's record in week four for the most yards passed in the first four games of any season ever right now again they can't win for shit right but okay uh and that's why Je like that jenna's saying that is my fancy quarterback and, and kenny comes in the niners he may if they don't sign him right he may who knows uh andre give you some props john is on tonight great yeah john, here's the thing with johnny i think he's got something something good in that cup because every now and then he brings his a game right he always brings it a, a b game Tonight, bringing the A-plus game tonight. I, you know what it is, though? I know what it is. It's before 8 o'clock. We started before 8 o'clock tonight. Look, see? John Two knows. Things. Two things. It's before 8 o'clock and the early preparation. Like, I always do the preparation, <laughs> but getting it in, you know, like, getting it in early and doing all that work early is is the biggest difference. But thank you. 
Uh, Eddie says, Singletary it is. Ed, I hope it works out for you, my man. 100%. Uh, Andre, I missed this comment about, and I want to mention this comment because this, this worked out for me. Uh, he mentioned about OBJ going off. Was the truth? Yes. And I, hey, listen, if anybody wants, just saying, if anybody listen to Tony, okay, and I, I'm just saying, everybody, I've been tell, I was telling everybody about OBJ all week. This was the breakout game, and OBJ is why I finished second in my experts league. Which, thank you, OBJ. And I'll tell you what about OBJ. OBJ is one of the most prolific and talented wide receivers in all of football. I don't care what anybody says. And you know what happened in that game? Kevin Stefanski learned how to use him the right way. He said, this just isn't a wide receiver. This is a playmaker. And what do you do with playmakers? You do everything you can to get them the ball in any way you see fit. So I'll tell you what, this is what you're going to see on a consistent basis. This is what we've seen with the old OBJ, running reverses, running sweeps, right? He's a complete football player, 100%, and I would take him on my team any day of the week, John. Any day of the week. Well... I did. I I just paged back to uh, my my notes on the daily fantasy last week, ah. which only has eight names on it, um, of which are Joe Mixon and OBJ. So, I love it. I love it. So love it, it. it it was there. Yes, um, it was. See, I was more on OBJ for last week, and I don't want to say last week only. He will flash and have good games for four out of the remaining. 12 weeks of the NFL season. All right. Look, it's still a Baker Mayfield thing that I don't trust him. They get up, they want to run the ball. And this was previously with Chubb and hunt. Now Chubb's out. You got Dearness Johnson in there. I still think they're going to want to run the ball. I mean, the, the truthfully, the surprising factor is what's going to happen when they're not three and one, like they're sitting there at three and one, so, okay, well, they obviously won some games, but, I mean, that Dallas game was a shootout. I mean, come on. If Baker Mayfield could could pass the ball over him, OBJ blows up. I mean, anybody could pass on Dallas. Um, so, I mean, OBJ was the play last week, and I you you hit on it. I hit on it. Um, you know, but moving forward, I'm not as convinced. You got Baltimore. You got Pittsburgh. Um, I'm not saying Cincinnati, but and you have Baker Mayfield. Which so I, I'm just saying temper enthusiasms. Yeah, if you could have bought him low last week when we were playing up the big game, he's going to have great. Truthfully, if I got OBJ, I'm selling the snot out of him right now. I like that. I like that's a good call because you could be right. I mean, this week he's looking at 6,400 on DraftKings, and they're playing at Cleveland this week. I mean, I mean, Cleveland's playing at home against Indianapolis. So, uh, you know, Indy, you see what they did? They got a good defense. They got a good, good defense. Um, Andre, check. Cardinal and Howard can put 400 yards passing on Dallas. Oh, that's great. Our boy Rick's checking in. I need two PPR. Woods, is that David Johnson or Deontay Johnson? Uh, McLaren or Crowder? Two of them have new quarterbacks. And John, so I guess it's Deontay Johnson. We'll probably have Slay. I don't know. Does Deontay Johnson have Slay on him, or does Slay go against Juju? Right? We don't know. Not sure. I think he goes on Juju. I do. Yeah. I think I think Slay's playing up against Juju. I do. Um, that's a tough one, John. What do you think? I, I, I'll i go for it. I, I will say, here's the thing. 
I like Jameson Crowder from a PPR standpoint. I just don't trust anything with the Jets right now when we talk about through the air. That's one of the things that kills me. Um, you know, Woods, Woods is playing okay, right? Him and, but it seems like Cooper Cup is starting to be the guy again, starting to get the guy to get the touchdowns. Uh, I, I think McLaren's a lock, whether it's a new quarterback or not. He's still been getting it done with anybody. McLaren was 10 for 118 last week. So I think McLaren 100% is a guy I start. John, what, what, what about you? Pick two. I guess I would go McLaren and Deontay Johnson. Um, I've not been a McLaren fan. I probably never will be, and it's more because I don't trust Dwayne Haskins, even though that's the only guy that actually performs. If you're ever going to take a, a fantasy guy off the Redskins, it has to be McLaurin and maybe Gibson if you need a cheap flex and play. Now it's by Kyle week. Right now it's Kyle Allen throwing on the ball, so we don't even know uh, what to expect. And we don't know. I, I mean, I've said it. I mean, my philosophy over years, you can see how certain quarterbacks favor certain receivers. You have a different quarterback come in. I mean, we talked about it with the Chargers. You know, Keenan, Tyrod Taylor wasn't sniffing Keenan Allen. All of a sudden, Herbert comes in, who I also wanted to call a bear again. (laughs) Herbert comes in and just starts peppering the snot out of uh, Allen. So all of a sudden, like that upticks there. I don't know. I mean, look, there was definitely chemistry with McLaurin and um, and uh, Haskins out there. <sighs> Man, this is a tough one. So, and typically, I would always say Woods, except Woods is playing against Washington, and if it goes to plan, Rams are going to win, and they're going to run the ball for 200 yards. So like I I almost want I there's scars on every single one of those good dudes. Uh who was the fourth guy? It was Woods McLaurin, it James was uh, Deontay. Yeah, and Crowder. I was I was so big on Crowder until Darnold like I wanted I was so big on the Jets offense for anything. Um You know what? I don't I would say roll roll some dice. Give guys even or odd. Um, I if I got to set a lineup, I'm going McLaurin and Woods because those to me were the two highest ranked guys going into the season. You could get crazy playing matchups. Nobody knows the way it's going to go. Look, it, it's a crapshoot. You set the perfect lineup. I'm going Woods and McLaurin. So Janet Jackson says, "What do you guys think Le'Veon Bell does this week?" I mean. Again, this is they're playing Arizona, right? Arizona needs a win. They are playing at home. Uh, you know, I just, I, I guess, just for sheer volume, you know, he's going to get the ball. Listen, Le'Veon Bell hasn't had a great yards per carry average since he's come back, so he's going to need to get the ball a lot out in the flat. He's going to let, you know, it's going to have to be involved in a passing game. Uh, we're not sure if Darnold's playing. It could be Joe Flacco, right? It is we, Flacco. We, is it definitely Flacco? So we're talking. I, to Joe, I don't know if it was talking, out. Or doubtful, uh, but yes, we're talking we're Flacco. Talking Joe Flacco, right? So, I, Jenna, I'll be honest with you. I do not touch Lev Bell this week. I don't. I don't touch him. I, I, I got to see what happens with that offense. I really do. I, I can't. I just can't. I can't do it. I, I, I'm not expecting a big deal from him at all. Uh, Landry was a huge decoy all game. Andre says they ran the pick plays and didn't get called. Really confused Dallas from the second quarter on. Yeah, I'll tell you what. You're absolutely right. Landry was a huge decoy. And, again, you know, when you have guys, that's, that, that is, I, I say this word a lot this term, but 
that team is uber talented, right? They have a ton of offensive weaponry on that team. And yes, Nick Chubb goes down. Insert Kareem Hunt. Austin Hooper can get it done in the red zone, right? Jarvis Landry was a PPR monster, right? And, and then you mix in OBJ. I mean, come on, man. Come on. Unbelievable. Um, Jenna says, who who saw that Brandon Ayuk jump? Slay was nowhere to be found. Yo, that was insane. That was straight. That was like some Carl Lewis type shit right there. Man, I, I could not believe that my man hurled him like that. That was crazy. Crazy. Oh, I, I, again, was he drafted after Jalen Rager? Yeah, he was. Another guy. Uh, that's, that's another topic for another day. Howie. Yeah, exactly. Um, Washington, biggest win of the year was against the Eagles. Careful on anybody on Washington. They are who we thought they were. All right, Dennis Green. Love it. Uh, John sounds like Gary V about the Jets. Yeah, John was back before you know what to say, right? Uh, here we go. Andre Salkin big right here. Bell goes off for two touchdowns out of the backfield. 88 yards rushing, 41 yards passing. Screenshot this Janet. Wow. Andre is feeling Lev Bell this week. You know what? And until I started digesting the whole Joe Flacco thing, that's if if Darnold is behind center, there is no way that Lev Bell does anything this week with Flacco back there. I mean, think about Flacco's career and like kind of he's an older quarterback that has won a Super Bowl that knows how to manage a game. And what's he going to want to do when you have a poor offense in front of you? He's going to dump it out to his playmaker. Now, look, do I believe that Lev Bell is what that Lev Bell is where he was back when he was in the black and gold? No, not whatsoever. But you know, his yards per carry last year were disgusting. I mean, and the fact that like they didn't even utilize him in the pass game as much as they probably should have. Um, you know, they and then what Adam Gase, the genius that he is, said we might have gave him too much work. All right, well, so sign Frank Gore. That's that's good. Get, get an older guy to come in. But look, with Flacco back there, you don't know how much they're going to ease Bell back into the game because I don't know that the Jets have high hopes for this season. So, I mean, it's a crapshoot, but I definitely like Bell better with Flacco back there. I don't know about two touchdowns. I see uh, 60, I see 90 total yards. No touchdowns. So I'll tell you what, on DraftKings, he's he's looking at 5,100 right now uh, on DraftKings, which is actually pretty good if you're looking for, if you if you feel he's going to have some really good points on the board. For 5,100, I mean, he's he's grouped together with guys like Rex Burkhead, Latavius Murray, Antonio Gibson. I mean, that's a pretty good value for me. I'll tell you what, John, you know, I, I want to get to this too. I'm looking now, you know, Chase Edmonds at 4,700. Against the Jets, I think is a tremendous value on DraftKings this week. I think it's tremendous value, especially what we were talking about earlier. Uh, Molly, if A bomb said it must be true, A bomb getting all the cred tonight. Flacco is going to get the ball out of his hands, run it back quickly. Absolutely. Um, if the Jets have high hopes still for this season, they are delusional, just like their head coach. You got that right, Molly. Uh, 100%. Uh, but l- looking at DraftKings, John. And, you know, let, I want to start the quarterback. And, again, we're you know, we've been going, what, 
40, 47 minutes strong here. So let's finish up the final 13 minutes. Let's look at our DraftKings lineups. Obviously not lineups, but let, let's just look at the numbers, right? Let's look at who maybe we can find that it is a steal. So, I, I, you know, I'm looking at this list today, and I'm looking over it, and I'm trying to look at who's playing who. And again, sometimes it, everybody has their own system. We've talked about this before. For me personally, I'm always taking one of the top three quarterbacks. I'm not taking any risk. It is what it is. I want the number one guy. Uh, I had Russell Wilson last week. I had Josh Allen the, the week before. Dak Prescott. I'm telling you right now, I am taking 100% Dak Prescott this week. That will be my quarterback playing up against the Giants. I know he's $7,400. He's the fifth highest ranked quarterback in DraftKings. I don't care. He's averaging 35 points per game. Okay. And right now the Giants, they stink. Nick Mullins, Jenna, if you're listening, Nick Mullins threw for 353 yards against the New York Giants. So for me, John, Dak Prescott is the play at quarterback in DraftKings. What do you think? I think no, I'm not paying I'm not paying up that for Dak Prescott when I mean here, put it this way, the game matchup. Do you okay. believe that the Giants can compete with the Cowboys? I mean, no. do you think the Cowboys don't get me wrong, the Cowboys, what they've given up in passing yards is absolutely ridiculous. All right. But do you think that I mean who's worse, the Cowboys pass defense or the Giants offense? And what I what I'm thinking is if Dallas gets up by two scores, it's going to be a Zeke day. So I will I will not be taking Dak Prescott in any games, any daily games this Sunday. Uh, yeah, I'm still going to roll with him, man. I am. I'm still rolling and with him until until look, he proves me wrong, John. I'm a roll with him. Well, see, and I'm I'm fine with your concept of I'm going with one of the top quarterbacks. I'll go with Josh Allen. I'll pay that one extra hundred dollars to get Josh Allen against Tennessee. That's no question because That's I think I think it'll be a more competitive game than what Dallas Giants will be. Look, Dallas may have their record what it is, and they may have looked bad at certain points. You can't be that bad when your quarterback's on pace for over sixty five hundred yards. Plain and simple. And I will somewhat repeat the same thing about Atlanta. With Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan is passing the the ball all over the place. They're sitting at zero and four, I believe. Yes. So, look, while while I'm not saying that he's a top five quarterbacks, uh, top five quarterback, but I mean there is some misleading things here, and a lot of it is game flow and opponents. And so, no, I'll take Josh Allen this week over Prescott, but I'm I'm good with the theory. I like that though. I do. I like uh, you actually. You and Rick, our buddy Rick checking in, as always, the Giants will not put up enough offense for his Dak to throw that much. You, you know what? You Both you guys are kind of talking me into this here. You know, I, I didn't look at this, you know, from the outskirts. And when you put it that way, even though I've had tremendous luck over the last three weeks, I'll tell you, man, you know, you guys are making a lot of sense. Um, now, Andre says... Dak is going to put off 400-plus against the Giants. Zeke will have a monster game. Giants are hurting with terrible safeties. And that's that's exactly the theory I was going with until you guys put it the other way, that the Giants are that bad. And if they do get up early, they're not going to throw the ball 52 times like they've been. They're just going to run the rock. And Tony Pollard might even get a play 
this week, right? I mean, that's how much they could go up. So I, you know, I, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go to you guys, man, with this. I like that. I, I, I like the Josh Allen effect. You're talking from seventy six hundred or, or seventy five hundred to seventy four hundred, that extra hundred dollars. I, I, I mean, listen, and Josh Allen averaging. 33.1 Dak Prescott 34.3 with that theory I think you're you're definitely definitely more susceptible to getting the production out of Josh Allen uh yeah that you're paying for instead of Dak Prescott now when we look at value plays at the running back position you know you you, you got to go down the list and again you got to go down the list you have to look you know who is that guy right and again we just talked about him earlier, Teddy Bridgewater. Do you take the chance? Fifty nine hundred. We just talked about a seventy six, a seventy five hundred dollar number, right? So now we're talking plus twenty. Uh, no, what? What's that? Plus fifteen, right? Plus fifteen hundred, and now we're going to Teddy Bridgewater. You know, it, it, could we drop down against Atlanta, the worst ranked defense in the NFL? Teddy You're Bridgewater. John, is he a value play? Well, you're talking Allen to Bridgewater. Yes. Yeah, sixty. Yeah, sixteen hundred. He's definitely a value play. I mean, look, I got, I got one, two, three, four. I got five quarterbacks on my kind of playlist. Allen's one of them. Bridgewater's one of them. The other one, dare I say, Daniel Jones. I'm not it's saying not, that I'm. I'm not I, saying that I'm going to pull the trigger. It's just like I'm looking at guys and like, well, you know what? That's a possibility because Daniel Jones at what I believe fifty four hundred going against. Yeah, going against Dallas. Yeah. I mean, we we just we just said why not to take Dak Prescott because we don't think they have enough they have enough offense. Well, what do you think Daniel Jones is going to be doing for the whole second half of the game? That's I mean, true. he may throw two picks, but when you're talking daily fantasy, if he puts up 350 yards or get you know gets a lucky touchdown, I mean that that's definitely something. Um, you know, there's Drew Brees sitting out there, which I'm not crazy about, but it's 6100 going up against the Chargers if he gets Michael Thomas back. Yeah, that's an option. And one of my buy, my buy low guy going into I think week four or I guess last week was Deshaun Watson. It's 6,900 going against Jacksonville at home. Um, you know, he could put up stats. But to me, the play is Allen. Bridgewater's the cheap play. I don't think I want to save $500 from Bridgewater to Jones to take the flyer on a game play when I think Bridgewater has a, a lower floor, per se. Um, but what I actually went with was Ben at 6,600. Big Ben. Okay. Okay, that, that's not a bad play either. I mean, you're going against the Eagles, who, let's face it, you know, they haven't played extremely well, even though their defensive line has shown up late in games, has shown that they can't get to the quarterback. Uh, but, you know, and Big Ben isn't as mobile as he used to be. But that being said, you know, I think this is going to be a sling-out game where, you know, he's going to throw the ball 45 times. I do. I just think, you know, Carson's going to throw 40 and Ben's going to throw 45. And whoever throws and lands the most completions is going to win that game. So a big Ben at, at sixty six hundred, I think, is is a very good play. He's the medium play, right? If you don't, he's the safe play. Let's say, you know, do you want to spend seventy four hundred on Josh Allen? You know, and, and, and you'll know, get that high number, but you're banking on 
getting that production? Do you want to take the chance with Teddy Two Gloves at 5,900 and hope to get that production? Or do you just want to play it safe? And you spend the 6,600 say, I'm a roll with Big Ben because I know exactly what I'm going to get. So that is a, a very good play. Well, now let, let, let's, let's flip over to the running back position. And again, we, we, we know the top guys. Okay, we, we already know. We know Kamara is going to be, or Kamara, I'm sorry, Kamara, because, you know, and, and Edwards Elair is not Hilaire, it's Elair. Okay, like Carl Ravitz was letting us know. Thank you, Carl. I really appreciate the, the grammatical lesson, but um, those guys are always going to be on the top. I get that. And it, again, I, I like to grab one of these guys. I do. Uh, but when you look down the list, you know, Mike Davis, John. Like going against Atlanta, Mike Davis has been. I had Mike Davis in the lineup last week. I'm gonna have Mike Davis in the lineup again this week. Okay, going against Atlanta again. I'm gonna have Mike Davis in the lineup. 6400 playing against a 29th ranked offense. Okay, Atlanta again. We we've said this. They stink. He's averaging 15 points per game. Actually higher because they take in perspective all the other games. If you just take the last two weeks, he's averaging 23. So this is a guy I'm really high on as one of my top guys in DraftKings. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think it's a good play. Um, you know, he he took over the workhorse load from when McCaffrey went out. I mean, I looked at him. Um, you know, running backs, I typically don't get those middle, like good middle guys. I either go value or stud. But there's absolutely, I looked at Mike Davis, and yeah, going up against Atlanta, I mean, Atlanta lets up a lot of passing yards. And yeah. Um, but Mike Davis is involved. So, and, you know, we said we, we think Ted, Teddy Bridgewater could have a good day. Well, it's not like Mike Davis doesn't catch passes. I mean, he, he had 50, what, what do you have here? 17, he had 23 targets over three weeks. Yes. That's over, that's almost eight targets a game. If you're getting eight targets a game, you're probably catching six balls a game, which is six fantasy points. Even if you're catching it for five yards a thing, there's another three in the yards. So right off the bat, you got nine fantasy points, and he didn't even run the rock or score a touchdown. So I don't think it's a bad play at all. No, I like it. I do. I like it. And I, our boy Andre's second, and we're going to get to this comment in a minute. He thinks uh, Miles Sanders will shine against the Steelers. Carson will be average, but Sanders will shine this week. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, Mike second in. What's up, Mike, as well? Thanks, as always, second in. Talk a little fancy, Mike. Getting a little fancy, a little DFS talk here. Uh, John, I found, again, you, you look through these rankings, and you look, sneaky, sneaky play for me. Two guys who I've written down on my list is Jarek McKinnon at $5,800 going up against Miami. Okay, he's averaging 16.6 points per game. He's getting the rock, whether it be carrying the rock and getting it out in the flat, and he's scoring something that, you know, is very important for Jarek McKinnon because he could be an all-around back, and that's what they're treating him as. And then Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley at only 5,700 going up against that offense or that defense at Carolina that we just talked about what Kenyon Drake should have exposed. I think he has a chance to expose it. Scores twice on Monday night, uh, okay, against Green Bay. I think, I'm not going to say he's back to the old Todd Gurley, but in DraftKings, when you're looking at the high at being 8,200, and you can get a guy at 5,700 that can really outshine, I say you got to go for it. What do you think about these two guys? Yeah, and I I would probably even lean more towards the girly pick. And I think both of those guys are probably why I wouldn't have Mike Davis 
because I would almost rather save the, you know, six, $700 to get one of those guys. I think, I think this could be a girly day. I really think it could be look, I mean, he's still getting volume. It's not like he hasn't been getting the volume, um, you know, the, uh, and the Drake sitting right there in the in the, the middle, Drake. <laughs> the Drake right in the middle of McKinnon Drake, right? and Gurley, which you know. But all of those, I, that's more the reason why I wouldn't take Mike Davis where he is. Um, you know, if I'm picking between McKinnon, I think McKinnon's going to have a. I I actually have them both on my list of guys to target. You know what I mean? I think they're good values in their price point. Um, but yeah, I I mean I think I think this could be a Gurley game. How about Chase Edmonds? 4,700 going up against the Jets. I mean, we just talked about him being on the field 40% of the time. He's at really good DFS play. That's a pretty low number for a guy who could give you number one running back stats, especially, listen, you're going up against the Jets. You could come out. They're 2-2 two and two when I talk about Arizona. They started off real hot. They kind of sputtered a little bit. This could be the game to get them back on track. So I think this is a game where they go up big. Then they rely on guys like a Kenyon Drake and maybe a Chase Edmonds. But I think this is, I really, I'm feeling, John, I'm feeling a Chase Edmonds game. I'm not liking a Drake this week. I'm feeling a Chase Edmonds game. I'm feeling a, an eight catch, nine catch game from, from Chase Edmonds for like 70, 80 yards and a touchdown, adding about 50, 60 yards rushing. And there's your number one running back for $4,700. What do you say? I could absolutely see it. I mean, I, to me, I see three major value picks. Chase Edmonds at 4,700. Devontae Freeman at 4,600. That's a good which, one. That's which, a real good one. I mean, somebody got to play running back for him. And granted, they only signed him two weeks ago. Last week, I mean, he had a little bit of volume. He wasn't in there, you know, getting a ton of work. But who else are you going to stick in there? So I see Devontae Freeman. But truthfully, even though I always say, and it's more season long, I will never trust a Bill Belichick offense <laughs> in terms of the running game. Never I've said it. Years. Never. And I will say, look, I in one of my leagues, I picked up Damian Harris coming off of the IR, seeing that Sony Michelle sputtering. And look, they've had. Um, I was ready to say Zach Burkhead. <laughs> Rex Burkhead. Rex Burkhead there for like so many years. We know what he is and we know what they're, they're not going to give him all of a sudden some type of workload. He's going to be the guy that comes in certain games, situational games, guys hurt or whatever, but Damian Harris looked good before he got hurt. And you know what I mean? In training camps, he came through. I'll tell you what, he was explosive. I mean, granted he had one very long run, but I mean, they drafted him early. You know what I mean? They toyed with them that first year. I just, I mean, to me, that's my biggest value play is Damian Harris going going up against Denver, who should not even be in the same stadium with the Patriots. As be, as much as like I, you know, the one one the one team I never want to give props to is the Patriots. Okay, you could see the colors I bleed, but <laughs> were you not impressed with the Patriots against the Chiefs? Yes. And, and just seriously, like looking at, all right, it was, who was it? Hoyer or Hoying? Brian, which Brian which one? Right. So he's sitting there at quarterback and you're thinking, oh, this game's going to be a blowout. They don't, I mean, not only do they not have Tom Brady, they don't have Cam Newton. All right. Sony, Sony Michelle 
he's out. Not that he's really been anything. Like there's just there's nothing going on with that New England team to really think that it's going to be what it's been. And then they go to halftime, and what was it, six three at halftime? Yeah, because and then they even go into the third quarter. Snapped. Right. I mean, it took it took uh, it took the quarterback to make a couple mistakes to make the game, you know, close. But you know, I, I New England. They're for real. I see them winning this game. I see Harris, you know, let's see what this kid can do. So I think that's the best value play, but I'm with you with Chase Edmonds. Yeah, l- listen, it's it's funny. I, I tell you a quick New England story before we move on to receivers and, and, and kind of go towards the end of the show here, but I'll never, I'll never trust a, a New England running back, just like you said, because I always remember Lawrence friggin' Maroney. I'll never forget. Like, I went into the draft. On, oh, I want me some Maroney. Maroney's going to be the guy. I know it. They're, they're going to hand on the rock. And the first freaking game, I'm sitting there, got the Patriots on. I look, and who's in the backfield? Kevin friggin' Falk. And there is Maroney sitting on a bench with no helmet on. I'm going, wait a minute. What happened here? Again, Bill Belichick strikes Again, right? He starts again. Again, that's why I will never, never, never trust a running back on a New England Patriots. But I will say, like you said, he looked really good. He looked really good. I mean, he is—he's a big guy. He looked like Corey Dillon out there, man. He did. He looked like he was very upright, very strong, very quick. Hit the hole hard. So they could have something there. It's just again. Are they going to use them like we've always talked about? Well, and and the one thing, I mean, we talked about the waiver wire and the biggest pickup. To me, Damian Harris was the biggest pickup this week, even though I agree 100%. You cannot trust the New England running back situation. But, I mean, you look at what Sony Michelle did over the past two years. Not much, but look at the number of carries he got. If you have a running back that's getting 4.5 yards a carry and getting the rock 14, 15 times a game, and if you can prove that you could catch two, three balls, because they keep look, even without Tom Brady, they, they're moving, they're moving white out all over the place. Half of his balls don't even come from the running back position. He's sitting in the slot, he's all over the place. So all you have to do is really prove that you're capable and improve on whatever the garbage yard per carry uh Sonny Michelle had. Look, it could be a gem, and if you're asking me, look, that's long-term potential. Yes, I still don't trust Belichick, but to me, Damian Harris was the number one pickup. I like that. I like that. Yes, yes, Andre, this is an Axeman jersey, one of my favorite jerseys of all time. Love my man, Trot, 100%. Uh, let's get to some receivers, John, before we get out of here. And, and I wrote down some names because I think there's a ton of value plays at the receiver position this week. I really do, especially with all the injuries that we're seeing. And, again, I, I, I hate to keep going to this game, man. I do, but, you know, uh, two names. Again, actually three names I'm going to give you right off the bat. Christian Kirk going up against the Jets at 4,700. I You know, I like Anthony Miller this week. I, I Something... Something to me says Anthony Miller is going to have a good game in Chicago this week. I don't know what it is. I'm not sure. I know they they sputtered last week. I think they come back even better this week. And Greg Ward, Greg Ward being, again, the number one guy in that offense that Carson Wentz will throw to, 4,600. I know they're playing Pittsburgh, but this guy's going to get a ton of volume, ton of volume, and I really don't think 
that they have any answer for him. I really don't. I think they're going to throw him around a lot, and I wouldn't be shocked again. He didn't do it last week, but this week I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't throw a touchdown this week because we all know he was a, a he was a quarterback in college, so converted to wide receiver. So I think that's a sneaky play. What do you, what do you have for wide receivers this week? Yeah, no, I like Greg. Greg Ward is definitely one of my cheaper plays. Um, you know, one that, look, there was high expectations. The guy's been on probably four teams in five years. Brandon Cooks at 4,100. Brandon Cooks at 4,100. I don't know if I could. He's killing me, man. I completely agree. I'm not saying, I'm not saying season long. We're talking value plays. Look, Watson came out and said, look, he was blanketed last week. He was blanketed. Their game plan was to shut down Brandon Cooks. Why? I don't know. I mean, if I got a game plan, I'm shutting down Will Fuller over Brandon Cooks. But neither here nor there. Exactly. Uh, you exactly. know, Watson was a guy that I thought, you know, was getting a bad rap playing against, what, the Chiefs and the Ravens the first two two weeks or two out of three. Uh, no, the first two weeks and then playing the Steelers. So, look, Watson is better than what his stats were. And granted, Cooks wasn't there. Cobb showed up the one game. Fuller showed up last week. I just have a feeling that, you know what, other teams are going to see that Cooks hasn't done anything. Let me focus on some of these other guys and some of these other things. I think it could be a sneaky Cooks play. Did And I did play him in my daily. I just set one line up for the, like, the main slate. And I do have Cooks in there at 4,100. So I, I, I like that play. I do. I, I, my three I like receivers, I went Cooks, your boy Diggs, and I went – Got to pair up Juju with Ben. I like that. I like that. What do, what do you think about Zach Pascal, right, going up against Cleveland? 4,600. I'm sticking with these 4,000 guys because, it, you know, again, Mike, Mike asks, he wants to know what the top guy costs. And I'm going to tell you right now, 7,900 is the top guy. That's DeAndre Hopkins. So that's, that's why I look at that 4,000 seal because I'm talking a guy that's, what, $30, $3,500 less than what you're going to get for the top guy that could produce really good numbers because, again, Mike, it all depends on how you set your lineup. Now, John's going, it's Stephon Diggs. It's going to cost him $7,000, but he knows who he's going to get with Stephon Diggs, right? He knows who to get. I'm, I'm actually going to go DK Metcalf. I'm going to flip it. I think DK Metcalf has a really big game against Minnesota. I'm going to spend the extra $100, and I'm going to throw DK Metcalf in there. Uh, you know, maybe some people say, hey, it's going to be Tyler Lockett this week because he didn't really do much last week, so he's going to come back. But then you can only, you only have $50,000 to spend. So you have to find those in-between guys that are going to cost you such a low premium and give you top production. And that's the, that, that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of DFS, and that's why I love playing it. Yeah, it, well, and the biggest thing is you got to hit on your big, your big guns. You know what I mean? If you're spending up for an $8,000 or you know, 7900 DeAndre Hopkins, look, I, I'm fine with playing him. But I'll tell you what, if he doesn't, play up to the number one receiver if he doesn't play up to top five receiver you're losing you know what i mean you got to hit on your big guns whatever they are that is number one then you find a couple gems you know what i mean in the rough you hit on a you know a low salary player and the one thing with daily you also have to be conscious of ownership too yep you know you have a guy that comes out uh, i mean uh you know which uh, one of like Damian Harris, Damian Harris is going to have 
big ownership. So once again, you take them, you're really not gaining ground necessarily on the field. Because if half the field or novice players take them, you're not really gaining ground. You you might be able you might be able to have more flexibility in your lineup and fitting in the salary cap, but at the same, it still comes down to you pick your studs. Your studs better hit. Bottom line, one hundred percent. If your studs do not hit again, like I came in second last week, but one of the studs that I picked was Kenyon Drake because I thought this was going to be his game and he didn't hit and that's why I finished second instead of first because that guy didn't hit now now John I'm going to throw a name out here I'm going to give you my ultra ultra DFS sleeper of the week so everybody write this down and give me a little hit if you hit on this guy okay for me it's Demir Bird okay Demir Bird for me three thousand dollars that's always costing okay he's going up against denver denver's defense is very very poor right now it's very poor and john 10 targets last week nine targets a week two okay only had three targets a week three but 10 targets a week four i i watched him play man i watched his routes they're gonna look to him a lot He's going to be their deep guy. They don't have a deep guy. So right now, I'm telling you, man, I like Demir Bird. If you if you get stuck, because a lot of people want to do all studs, right? They want to do all studs, and they, they're like, you know what? I, I, I'll, I'll bang out a $2,000 tight end. I'll bang out $2,000 defense and a sleeper guy. And I'll tell you what, Demir Bird for me is that sleeper for sure. I, I can't disagree with you. I mean, the one thing you always got to be conscious about is – chasing last week's stats right and and fluke things happen so look i, I yeah you want to spend three thousand on a guy and take a flyer because you want to get a bunch of studs in and if the studs hit you look like a genius i'm yeah. not necessarily opposed <laughs> to that i mean i mean in all reality is a guy at 4100 going to be any better or 3900 well, i mean in, in terms of I'm, you know i think sure. cooks at least has a pedigree you know, that you might be able to justify the 4,100, but no, right along the same lines, I'll, I'll, I'll counter your Damari bird with Jeff Smith for the jets, Jeff Smith, nine targets, seven catches, 81 yards. Yes. So if if you're going $3,000, so if you, if you're going the cheap route, you definitely (laughs) go with one of us. And, uh, those are the guys to do it. No, 100%. You always need those sleepers, man. Uh, you do. You need the sleepers because, listen, you're going to start back. I mean, it's funny. Once you get past those, like, your first three or four picks, you're like, what? I only have 15000 left. You're like, wait a minute. I need to let me back up a little bit and see what I can do. And that's the fun part about it. It really is. It, it, it's, it, it, it's a lot of fun. It is. And, again, I, I will throw this out there, too. For anybody listening, uh, check this out. It, it, it's a future partner of heat ratio sports we're going to have more in you know more announcements coming this week but you know check out statement games uh you know mark salino is a, a good friend of mine uh he runs a really good site out there and it's learning how to lose this is the way we're, we're, we're marketing this okay it's learning how to lose before you bet and it's because you're playing with free money this is a site where you go and you get free spins every game and you pick a bunch of prop bets and that's what you do you learn how to work the prop game system and you do it on this platform really fun thing man it co- it doesn't cost you anything it doesn't cost you a dime now you can buy more coins if you want but you don't have to and depending on what you hit the thing is 
you can get $25 gift cards. So this is, again, this is a free platform to play and to learn how to play DFS, why it's not costing you any money, which I think, again, go statementgames.com, check it out. Uh, again, future partner, Heat Ratio Sports. It's a really cool concept that we're partnering up with. Uh, another one, again, if you guys are listening, Thrive Fantasy, it's another prop bet site. Now, this is all this is about money, okay? But we would re, we, we would really appreciate it if you do sign up. They will give you, you know, match your first twenty dollars. So if you would like to bet twenty dollars, they will match you another twenty dollars, okay? As long as you put the promo code in Heat H E A T, put the promo code in is Heat, and you will get a free twenty dollars based on your first twenty dollar deposit. So some 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 things coming up with Heat Ratio Sports, but but check out that statement game, guys. It's a really cool site. I think you guys will really like it. Uh, it it's something fun, and I'll tell you, forever's listening. My kids play it. My kids love it. Uh, you know, because they're not gambling, they're playing basically playing fantasy football, and it's not costing them anything, and they have a chance to win Xbox gift cards. Google Play gift cards. So, you know, they're all about the apps, right? Kids are all about the apps. So check it out. It's a pretty fun, fun concept. But, John, final thoughts. Uh, if I had to say to you, I'll put you on the spot here, right? Just one guy, right? If I I, I, I do this to you all the time, just one guy. If you're, you're one stone cold lock of the DFS week. Stone cold lock, any position, any number, stone cold lock. Who's the guy no matter where you, you you pay seven thousand or four thousand, who you get max production from this week? You know, you asked me the same question at the end of last week. You would think that I would have been prepared with the number one guy. Ah, uh, you know what? I'm 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 going. Forget it. I'm going Ceh. Wow, you're going against, Clyde Edwards. I'm, I'm calling it against against Las Vegas. Uh, should I say David or Derek Carr? I'm going to go with Derek Carr because <laughs> I still to David this day Carr. cannot get him. Uh, I can't. I can't determine which ones on. It's still in the uh, pregame booth and which ones in the uh, huddle. <laughs> he but, wasn't on our stiff list last night. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I'm going. I don't think Derek Carr. Look, Chiefs defense. It's not just the offense anymore. It's the defense too. I don't know that the uh, that the Raiders are going to be able to hang with them. I'm going Ceh running all over the place. Ceh, however, that is that was a on the spot. I will have something better come Saturday. Oh, I'll tell you what, our buddy Joey Z, my man Joey Z. It, it, listen, man, coolest cat. I know Joey Z checking in on Twitter, telling me, "Look at Isabella from the Cardinals." Uh, that there's an Andy Isabella and Joey Z. Joey Z's a high roller, man. He 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 has a, a big stake in the game. So Joey Z's going all out Isabella, which is a pretty interesting pick because he bowed me a couple weeks ago. A couple guys asked about him, and I was like, "Nah, he won't be the guy," and he turned out to be the guy. Now, what I'm going to go with? I'm going to go with Andre's pick. My Stone Cold lock this week is going to be Zeke Elliott. There's no way in hell that Zeke Elliott 
is only going to get a combined 26 carries in two weeks. There's no way. Jerry Jones did not pay this guy top dollar for them not to utilize this guy to his strengths. He is one of the best, if not the best, downhill runner in all of football. There is no way in hell that Dallas Cowboys are not going to feed him the rock consistently throughout that game. He might have damn well 30 carries this game. So I'll tell you what. For me, Zeke Elliott against the Giants, at home, 7,800, he is my Stone Cold Lock of the Week. I think that is the one guy that I feel that you put him in, doesn't matter. You're going to get your money's worth 100%. He is going to go off this week, 100%. I like so, it. Yeah, I, 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 I like Makes your sense. pick. I like your pick better than my pick. Oh, like look I at said, that. Oh, I, I had 20 seconds. I had to decide. <laughs> I had a bunch of highlighted, highlighted names on my spreadsheet, so... That's what That's I went awesome. with, but no, I I agree with you, Tone. I like. Oh, look, look, Andre's even giving us some numbers. He's like 146 and two. Wow, Aaron, like that's it. A, that, with, feed me, feed me more, man. Feed me more, right? With another four catches for 40 yards. Ooh, yeah, there you go. Another eight. Oh, wow, that's a huge game. That's a huge game. I believe it. What are you talking? A Thirty-four point game. Wow, that's a big. That's a big nut right there. But it's worth it. You spend seventy-eight hundred dollars and you get thirty-four points. That's what you want to. That's what hey, you want to get. If all three of us are on Zeke, you pay up for Zeke and daily. Yeah, that's well. He's going to be mean, in my is that, not, is that not the name of the game? Now yeah. I got to adjust my lineup to get Zeke in there. <laughs> but I. But I'm it's convinced. Only Wednesday. It's only Wednesday. It doesn't matter. I'm convinced. I'm convinced on it. You guys so, convinced me, <laughs> just like you convinced me on Josh Allen. So we're we're yeah one for one. We're we're good. Josh Allen and Zeke. That is the heat ratio. That's what we're going with. And yes. If you're, yes. DFS. Your DFS. We, the heat ratio DFS team is starting with Josh Allen. Uh, and and Molly checking in. You already know if he has a game like that, he'll be showing off that favorite crop top. Ah, you know what? It's so funny. That's what I said, dude. What what is up with the crop top, Z? Come on, you can't afford a better shirt than that. Like like seriously, uh, you know Molly can wear the crop top, okay? But Zeke Zeke can't wear no crop top. He shot right? he shops at the same spot as Bill Belichick. Yeah. <laughs> You might get the same masses built too. But listen, uh, anyway, listen, thanks everybody for checking in. This has been a great show. Again, Fancy Firebox. Do me a favor, check us out or on the Heat Ratio podcast from last night. Okay, we had a really fun show last night. We had the all-time stiff list, which was a, a entirely, entirely so much fun. Uh, it, you know, we did that towards the end of the episode. We had a lot of good conversation. Uh, check that episode out. That'll be uploaded later. This will be uploaded tomorrow. Continue to follow us at Heat Ratio Sports on all social networks. Uh, again, the family checking in. Mikey V, Andre, Molly, Molly, Jenna. Molly, we are going to get molly on the prop bet queen so i'm talking about who needs that right uh uh molly says i'm starting to look like zeke in a crop top stop stop okay that's all i'm gonna say molly stop but anyway that's in all seriousness listen um ratings reviews everything helps sunday keep it locked 9 30 a.m at fox sports the gambler i will be live or starting off the Sunday service, going for a half hour, talking all things fantasy, and then I will be back on later on that day to review what happened. So, again, check us out. As always, range reviews, people. Bring it out and check the statement games out. Thrive Fantasy. Uh, 
what was the heat code? It was heat, right? Heat. H E A T. Right? H E A T. Absolutely. At Ticketola23, at PGH Sound36, at Heat Ratio Sports. Everybody, stay safe, stay healthy, and we will catch you next week.